In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. As I mentioned in the Sunday Sar in the lives of the saints, today is the second day that we celebrate the Feast of Theophany, or Baptism. And so you can see in the Gospel, it starts with St. John the Baptist talking about our Lord Jesus Christ. And it kind of reminds me, or it's, it's really a, a story about evangelism. If you think about um, yourselves, if you ever like tried a new restaurant or uh, you bought something because just because somebody recommended it to you, right? Somebody tells you this is a really good restaurant, or the food here is really good, or this place, this store has really good deals, right? Or if you ever gone to a movie or watched something on Netflix because someone said, you know, this is a really good movie, you have to see it. I saw it, it's amazing. And if you think about yourself, are you more likely to try something because it's recommended by someone you know? Or you're more likely to try something if it's recommended to you by a stranger. Or maybe even worse than a stranger, are you likely to listen to somebody like a salesperson? Right? A salesman, if they recommend something to you, you don't really take their advice all that much, right? They have a different motive. You know that their motive is really to sell something to you, not really your, your benefit. At the beginning of the reading this morning, we see St. John the Baptist. And St. John the Baptist is doing what he always does in all of the gospel passages that we see about him. He's, the story or the passage begins with, he's with two of his disciples. And while standing there with his two disciples, our Lord Jesus Christ walks by. The first thing that St. John does, the same thing that he's been doing all along, is drawing our attention to who our Lord Jesus Christ is. So he proclaims in a loud voice, look, here is the Lamb of God. So what do these disciples of St. John do? They leave John and they go after Jesus. And then what follows is uh, St. John the Evangelist's account of our Lord Jesus Christ with his first disciples. And there are, I think, three things in particular that this passage teaches us about discipleship, about evangelism, about following uh, Christ. First thing is that St. John's disciples, they, they did not start following Jesus blindly. They didn't start following Jesus just because they thought it was a good idea. They're following St. John's testimony. When they leave St. John the Baptist to follow our Lord Jesus Christ, they do so because of what he said. St. John led them to consider Christ. They had probably been, if you think about it, with St. John for a while, heard his teaching for a while. And now they were following up on his teaching by turning to our Lord Jesus Christ. So, I mean, think about that. The two men who went after our Lord Jesus Christ at the beginning of the passage did so because someone they knew and someone they trusted recommended Christ. This is true actually of the other people in the passage too, if you rest, if you rest of the rest of the gospel that we read today. One of St. John's two disciples to follow our Lord Jesus Christ was St. Andrew. And our passage, what it says deliberately, points out that the first thing he did was find Simon his brother. The first person he went to tell about our Lord Jesus Christ was his brother. And Saint Simon, or Simon became Saint Peter, who was a major leader of the early church. Would Simon have been willing to consider getting to know our Lord Jesus Christ without the witness of his brother, Saint Andrew? Probably not. And then actually there's a third example in the passage. After meeting our Lord Jesus Christ and turning to follow him, Philip goes and tells Nathaniel. And the passage sort of indicates that Philip sought out Nathaniel to introduce him to our Lord Jesus Christ. 
And Nathaniel was initially what? Hesitant. Right? He said, you know, uh, I don't know, this person is coming from Nazareth, another is kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's most likely going to be not that important of a person, so he's probably not really worth uh, my time. Kind of even makes fun of where our Lord Jesus Christ is from. But eventually he accepts Philip's invitation. Does he accept his invitation because our Lord Jesus Christ is from Nazareth? No. Actually, it's the opposite. He didn't want to talk to Jesus because of where he was from. But he accepts because his friend Philip, whom he trusts, invited him. And then, of course, out of all the people in the story, our Lord Jesus Christ is the one who's ultimately passing out these invitations. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the one who invites us to consider who He is. And therefore, you know, by, by transitive property, who God is. That's why, as, as the epistles say, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, to make God known. When St. John's two disciples turn to follow our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ intentionally turns to address them. He asks, what are you looking for? What did you come to see? And our Lord Jesus Christ, He knows the answer already. He just wants the two men to say it. And their answer comes in the form of a question, actually. They say, where are you staying? They want to know where you're staying. And what is our Lord Jesus Christ? He says, come and see. Come and see. It's like He's saying, come with me and see for yourself. Learn about who I am and what I'm like by being with me. And it says in the passage that the two disciples remained with him that day. This is something that every one of us is invited to do. Remain with Jesus. It reminds us of the image of the vine and the branches. Our Lord Jesus Christ tells us to abide in him. This come and see invitation is echoed again, famously when Philip goes and tells Nathaniel. He says, come and see. When he's not convinced, when he says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? He doesn't try to convince him. He just says, okay, fine. You don't believe me? Come and see. Come and see for yourself. Meet him for yourself and decide. One key thing that the passage draws our attention to then is the importance of considering our Lord Jesus Christ. This means a willingness to be and to investigate, to ask, to consider who Christ is. Each one of us is asked to consider who our Lord Jesus Christ is personally. And while the invitation to consider God comes from Christ himself, it is our decision to, to follow Him. And the Gospel of St. John invites us to ask, what is Jesus about? Why would I want to follow Him? Why should I follow Him? But if you are serious about your spiritual life and your relationship with God, you will think back to yourself, and you can, I'm sure you can think of specific people whose personal dealings with you played a significant role in your decision to become closer to God, or to know God, or to try to know God. Maybe it was the integrity in the way that they acted. Or maybe it was their life of prayer that inspired you. Maybe it was their own story about how they came to know Christ more deeply. Or maybe about how they were far away from Christ and somehow came to know Him. I think all of us can point out people who have played a role in our spiritual walk. God often, and actually usually, works through people to draw us to Himself. And if you look at the passage that we read today, even the first disciples could point and say the same thing. Nathaniel would proclaim, he'd say, Thanks to my friend Philip, I met Jesus, the Son of God, the King of Israel. Simon Peter, he could say, Yeah, it was Andrew who introduced me to Jesus. And even Andrew himself, he could say, You know, if it wasn't for St. John telling me that this is the Lamb of God that I need to consider our Lord Jesus Christ, I wouldn't be following him. All of us can point to certain people who have in various ways led us to Christ. 
And what happens when we are led to consider Christ, when we truly, really encounter God? What happened to those people? What did they do? We find ourselves confessing Christ. That's what happened with these men. St. John started, got the ball rolling, St. John the Baptist. Look, here's the Lamb of God. He's confessing this is the Lamb of God. I myself have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. St. John testifies to our Lord Jesus Christ. St. John witnesses to our Lord Jesus Christ. He confesses Jesus. Our Lord Jesus Christ teaches us that confession can take more than one form. We see one form here in the Gospel. Finding someone that you know and immediately telling them about Christ. So I'll ask them, have you ever done this? God has done maybe something wonderful in your life and you tell somebody that you know, someone maybe that you're close to, but maybe it's not necessarily Christian or not necessarily Orthodox, and you tell them, this is what God did for me. There is no greater testimony than a changed life. A life that is lived in obedience to Christ. When you're really truly following Him, our way of action is another form. Like I was saying before, uh, about how I can be inspired just by the actions of people. And the very famous quote that St. Francis of Assisi says, Preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. Actions speak louder than our words sometimes. No one cares about you know, how much you know and what you can say and what you can prove until they know that you care about them and that you live a life consistent with what you say. Through our actions, our lives should be confessing Christ as Son of God. But we are all called to give witness to who our Lord Jesus Christ is, the Son of God, the Lamb of God, like St. John the Baptist said, the Word made flesh, the King of Israel, the Messiah. We are called to confess who Christ is. We can do this in words, we can do this in actions, but there is no way out. We are actually commanded to confess our Lord Jesus Christ. The Gospel of St. Matthew says, Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father in heaven. This is not an option. Confessing our Lord Jesus Christ, if you look at this too, is a, not a private thing. It's a public event. It's saying you need to confess me before men. And if you confess me before men, I will confess you in front of God the Father. To many of us, we internalize our spirituality privatize our relationship with God. We keep it inside. But eventually the good news has to get outside, into our streets, into our workplaces, into our homes, among our families, among our co-workers, our friends, our neighbors. It has to get outside of us. It cannot stay inside. The good news has to be shared. It has to be given away. Giving away the good news means to confess our Lord Jesus Christ as Son of God. And in the very act of confessing our Lord Jesus Christ, we are also calling others to consider confessing our Lord Jesus Christ too. Our lives are an invitation to consider the same Christ who touched our lives and changed our hearts. Imagine if you said to someone, this is what the Lord has done with me lately, or this is how God provided for my needs. Sometimes this invitation has to be given directly. You know, why don't you come visit my church on Sunday? Or would you like to come with me to this Bible study? Or hey, there's a really good Sunday school or youth program at my church. Maybe your kids would be interested. When we, when we testify about the work of God in our lives, we're inviting others to accept Christ, to consider Him and to confess Him. We're not all called to be sort of these great uh, evangelists and superstars like someone like St. Paul the Apostle. I'm not asking you to give up everything you have and to become a preacher. 
God spreads the good news primarily through ordinary people, through ordinary circumstances. When we talk to our neighbors, or when we have family over for dinner, or we drive our kids' friends to their sports, God's means of working doesn't usually appear to be like supernatural or obvious in any sense. He chooses to work salvation into our lives through the ordinariness of our lives. You know, if you think St. John the Baptist, he didn't do much. He said, this is the Lamb of God. And he encouraged the disciples to follow. And then they did. And out of their own heart, they said, I have to go tell my friends. I have to go tell my brother. This is something big that's happening. This means that each of us can participate in what God is doing and be a witness to Christ. Our confession of Him as Son of God does not have to be perfect. It doesn't have, I don't need to know every single bit of minutia about the faith. It has to be honest. It has to be heartfelt. It has to be real. The fact that people are more likely to consider Christ if they hear about Jesus from someone they already know and trust should convict us, should tell us, okay, I need to be that person. That means that the people that you know have the best chance of being introduced through Christ through you. Evangelism is best when it happens through relationships that are already there. People are much less likely to accept Christ in some context of you know, imagine if we did an event where we just went out into the street and we just handed out pamphlets to everybody. Maybe people like to do that sort of thing because they feel like they're doing something. But how successful is that going to be? How, much, how many people will take you seriously? They have no idea who you are and you have no idea who they are, right? But if we have relationships with people and I tell them about really how God is working in my life, this is convincing. Our Lord Jesus Christ, He asked the disciples, what are you looking for? And He asks each one of us the same question. Whether we realize it or not, all of us are looking for something. Every person on the planet is created by God to need Him, to be in relationship with Him. And it's more true to say that even whether we realize it or not, each one of us is not looking just for something, to for, but for someone, a specific someone, God. Because God, the only Son who is in the bosom of the Father, has revealed Him to us. We can know Him. This is what actually the Gospel of St. John is all about. Making God known through Jesus Christ as the Son of God. If you already know Christ as the Son of God, you are still invited to follow Him. To follow Him down deeper paths in your relationship, in discipleship, in obedience, in faith. We can always learn more. We will never know our Lord Jesus Christ completely. Our relationship with Him will never reach a point of perfection where we go, okay, well, I figured out everything about Him. I act exactly like He does. I think exactly like He does. If you know our Lord Jesus Christ, but you want to know Him more, this invitation to come and see that the Gospel preaches today is for you. But if you're sitting here today also and wondering, you know, who is Jesus? Or maybe I don't know Christ very well and you've never made the decision to follow Him, then... The Gospel is a calling for us to consider that decision today, to consider to come and see. Our Lord Jesus Christ invites us to follow Him. He invites us to get to know Him. Eventually, our Lord Jesus Christ wants us to confess Him as Lord and as Son of God. But it starts with the initial response to what He says to those first two disciples, come and see. May God give us this eagerness and glory be to our God forever and ever.